Welcome to the Kingdom Cast. Let's crack into the conversation. Even in in talking with the the people that we've um, had our kingdom outpost with over the past year or whatever, right. um, you know we haven't we haven't done that for a while because there have been several various factors that has not allowed us to come together. Um, but even in talking with one of the members of our group, it's like I, I don't I don't even know if I want to get back together just to you know, shoot the breeze right. with a Bible study. It's yeah. like, okay, you know, we, we are all not, not to diminish studying scripture because I think it's always has more that it can give <laughs> and more than we, that we can learn, but we haven't even um, practiced what we have learned. We haven't even put into you know, um, practice what we have, what we do know. Right. So, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with, you know, okay, if we get back together, I want this to be, you know, something serious, you know, about kingdom living and, yeah, and, you know, being the hands and feet of Jesus, but also, you know, just making disciples and that, that one quote from Dallas Willard haunts me. It's like, okay, if we're going to make disciples, we better make sure we are one first. <laughs> yeah, that's and and that's you look at you look at that and honestly, what it should register as is common sense. Like, oh yeah, if you're gonna if you're going to take part in creating something, you should know what being that something is, and mm-hmm. it's no it's no different for this just because it has to do with God. You know, for us, we found ourselves becoming more like a social group than a church mm-hmm. towards the, over the last several weeks. And, you know, thankfully for for us and the opportunity that God gave us and all of that pretty quick on the hiccup after the um, the lockdown started and the true separation began we realized we had an opportunity to still have a collection of the saints and all of that and the online platform has served us well for the last several months but we started off with this with a specific vision and goal in mind and that's real that's it's that's probably one of the best things that we could have done as a group is set out with the intentionality that we are coming together in the name of Jesus. That doesn't mean that it has to look like Sunday morning, but we are coming together in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in order to continue and fulfill that out, we now have to pivot and start looking at what things look like with coming back together, with being more purposeful, with having intentionality behind our practices and actions and what we do, because we want, to, we have an active, um, an, an active desire to be a blessing on those around us that need something like a an informal sit, uh, setting where you can come around believers, not get preached at, and be poured into, and then also have that 
that time as believers for those of us that that are believers to be able to come around each other and you know as iron sharpens iron and all of those kinds of things be able to have that fellowship resource in person it's funny i didn't even think in my for as extroverted as i am all i am self i have self admittedly been okay with the idea of you know quarantining ourselves and all of that kind of stuff a lot goes into that but um last week i met face to face for the first time with with um in in months with Seth with the other guy that is leading the group mm-hmm. it it was just this opportunity for us to be able to pour into each other we talked we laughed we prayed together for hours and it was just so re- soul rejuvenating mm-hmm. to be around a brother in Christ face to face like that mm-hmm. that like oh i soaked it in like a sponge you know mhm mhm and that's you know that that's part of kingdom living is to have that type of devotion to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ um and and to you know you were talking about you know the intentionality behind why you're going to meet mm-hmm. and again i think i probably said this on a previous episode but in in thinking through how the church and the kingdom work together um i've come to the conclusion that the church is subservient to the kingdom 100% now i don't i've never heard that before <laughs> and i'm not saying i just came up with something new but I've never heard that stated that way before. Right. And the, the question that's been going through my mind over the past week is why 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 don't we hear kingdom talk from Christians and churches anymore? And and I don't and I think I have a couple answers to that, but I think one of the one of the reasons is because the church has over the last who who knows how long the church has like superseded the kingdom yeah like like and, and this sounds heretical because church is so important but and it is and it has a vital role in in how god is working out his kingdom in the world um but it, it's been about this how to how do you repackage you know this sunday gathering to um, you know, uh, attract people. Right. Um, and, and that's what it's been reduced to. And I'm like, oh my goodness, if the church just realized that we are, we're a slave to the kingdom, you know, in the good, in the most positive sense, you can use that, that phrase. Yeah. We're, we're, we're servants to the kingdom. And so we have to like, like uh, my sister on Facebook this week, she commented on one of the posts that I made. And I don't know if you saw it. She said, she said, Jamie, what, what's a good resource for a discipler with a disciplee? What's your favorite resource to use to disciple people? <laughs> and I said, just sit down and talk with them about how you've learned to live in the kingdom over the last 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we always want a book. We always want a resource. We always want, you know, because we don't know how to sit down with somebody and say, do you know how to forgive people? Right. 
here, here, here's, here's been my experience with forgiving people or struggling to forgive people. Um, do you actually know how to bless those who curse you? No. All right, well, let's figure that out together, you know? <laughs> and the fact that that's not, that's not super clean and, and, and super cut and dry is a big part of the reason why subjects like that don't get discussed. You know, I, I actually went to my, to my wife today and said, babe, I am struggling to, to forgive so-and-so. This is an active process for me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's real talk. That's just the reality of, of being human. And I think that there's this, there's this pedestal that, you know, man-made, the man-made gathering gets put on and this expectation that man be perfect and all of that. When the reality is, is that there was only one that was ever perfect and we are disciples of him. He, he lit the path. He told us how to operate. You know, we're recording this on the day of the, uh, on the, the election day proper in the United States, which is an interesting thing because for the show, I know that there's a contingent of you listening that are in the United Kingdom. They're, you're outside of the U.S. So there are ears that aren't experiencing the same thing, the, the same ridiculousness that we are experiencing here in the States. Um, but here, you know, there's this talk of, of politics and, and, and red versus blue and this and that. Holy idolatry, Batman. Wow. But, but these, these traditions that we have for what we call church can also be that. They can be anything that's not God. Mm-hmm. You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. Just because they're good intentions doesn't mean that they're safe from corruption. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the Old Testament, um, you know, prophetic echoes of, you know, you you come close to me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Right. Um, so, you know, and I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of coming, um, you know, offering my my singing or my preaching or whatever, and and having a heart that's far from him. And basically, God is saying, I'd rather have rather have your heart really close to me. Just stop with the noise, <laughs> right. um, which means, you know, stopping with the noise might actually mean dismantling that idol. Right. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's a that's that's crazy. That's radical. You know, we, we could never dismantle that idol. Um, right. um, but but it has been dismantled somewhat. Yeah. over the last year oh 100 um, we have not been able to um engage like we used to and right. we're like looking at each other like okay what do we do now right and if if we don't learn something from this um this challenge or this trial over this year um somebody needs to knock our heads together because right. we we have to learn how how to be um, the body of Christ without all the whistles and bells and trappings that we've been used to. Right. I, earlier this year, I was faced with a question. I felt this question in, in, in my very, in my very soul. Do you know me? Okay. That, that took some time. That, that was something that I, I, really wrestled with like do i do i know the character 
of God. And then the question got shifted. Okay, do you trust me? That's it. There's a big difference between, between those two things. And with a lot of, for a lot of people, I think they can fall into this category. I think they could count themselves present in this category that um, church, relationship with God, all of that, everything that falls under that category has been on autopilot for a long time for a lot of people. It's just paint by numbers. It's the same thing you do. You do Sunday, you do youth group, you do, if you've got kids, you do, um, you know, small groups and all of those kinds of things. I had the opportunity to go to um, a small group um, that my sister was hosting at her place. It was like my first real outing and abouting adventure. It was, it was big, but there's six people in this room, right? And they're going over what was already uh, presented on Sunday, right? It was very much a continuation of, of that. That was where all of the actual discussion about it and all of that kind of stuff um, was supposed to take place. And I never um, appreciated, even with what my... Um, my collection of the saints looks like now, even where we started with the original intention of the original incarnation of what this group was meant to be. I never realized what I had until I realized what an actual small group session looked like. <laughs> that, was, that was drier than the Sierra desert. And I was starving to death spiritually. I was, <laughs> oh man. And, and you know, and, and, and God bless him. But the, the truth is, is that Expecting anything different than what has been taught to them is ludicrous. And I think that's the key when you look at the state of affairs that the church is in right now. And all of the awkwardness that got that that a light got shined onto because of COVID, because of the pandemic, because of churches shutting down, that paint by numbers, that got a light shine shined on mm -hmm. it in a major mm -hmm. way. And if you if that's all that these people have been taught, then how could you expect any any other any other reaction? Right. You know what I mean, and and I'm I'm I, I have to look at this situation and be thankful that God recognizes the fact that I got a thick skull, and sometimes I need to just be shoved out into the deep end in order to like be able to um, swim and figure out like okay this is this is the new normal. What you knew beforehand, what was normal beforehand, that's dead. You know, and for a lot of people, what they've been doing for 5, 10, 20 years has just been upended and said, nope, you can't do that. Well, when you take that out of your life, that ritual, that idol, whatever it is to that person, it could, like again, have the, have the world's best intentions attached to it. When you take that away from a person, that, what are they, what are they left with if they don't have an intimate relationship with the father? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think what happens, and you know, I've been a part of that system for 30 years, you know, and over the last 10, I've tried to infuse that with some um, deeper dimensions, but I've used, I've used an illustration with lots of groups um, that I think helps get the point across when you're talking about um, disciples, real discipleship versus going to church. 
Um, and it's the illustration I've used. I, I give everybody a, a, a rope of about two feet long. And I, I say, tie a bowline knot. And they all look at me like I'm, I have seven heads, right. you know? And I'm like, tie a bowline knot. And, you know, there might be one person out of 20 that might have some clue about how to tie a bowline knot. Mm -hmm. So I go to the next step. And then I read them directions and, and the directions are just as confusing as ever. You know, it's right. just like, they don't get that either. And then I say, well, I'll take, I'll, I'll take it another step. I'll, I'll actually show you the written instructions on how to tie a bowline knot. And some actually do a pretty good job of following those directions, but the majority of the group, and I've had this, I've done this multiple times with people, they still don't know how to do it. Right. And then I said, okay, I want you to gather around me. I want you to look over my shoulder. I want you to have your rope in your hand and I want you to look at me and I want you to follow my every move as I tie up a line knot. And as soon as I do that, I have 50% success. <laughs> and by the time I do it three or four or five or six times, I've, I've got almost 100% success. Yeah. Um, you can't do that in church. Right, right. Um, and I'm not saying that what we do is bad, but if that's all we do, it is sorely insufficient for being a disciple and making a disciple. 100%. We have to be out there in the trenches and we have to have people looking over our shoulders that say, oh, that's what it means to forgive. Right. That's what it looks like to forgive. That's what it looks like to pray and give your offerings in secret. Right. That's what it means to not have your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Oh, that's what it means to let your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, and even and even the more complicated aspects of it, of coming into another believer and having a disagreement with them, but still understanding that you're still brother brother and sister in Christ, to how to navigate the complexities and ridiculousness of the world, that that can't really get some packaged up into forty five minutes on a Sunday. Oh no! I mean, you 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 have to you have to have people in your life where you go. Oh, that's, that's what it looks like. Right. That's that, that, you know, not somebody who's perfect, but somebody who's, who's, who's um, succeeded and failed right. <laughs> in any number of these kingdom aspects. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they've, they've grown, they've matured because of that journey. Right. And yes, you can. And, you know, Jesus taught things in a teaching atmosphere but he didn't leave it there. Right. He, you know, he's walking through fields with his with his boys and yeah. and telling stories and 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 letting them see what prayer looks like, so that they one day go, oh, can you teach me to do that too? Um, and I, that's 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 the dimension that we are missing, at least where I've been and where I've you know witnessed churches and the kingdom happening um there there isn't that light bulb of right. oh th this is what it is i don't i don't actually need uh, a fill-in-the-blank book 
Now, I like to read. I love books. You know, I've learned a lot from books. I don't, I'm not, you know, trashing them at all. Um, but we're missing that, that one-on-one, skin-on-skin, life-on-life um, dimension. You can't have, you, you don't learn how to do life by watching somebody with a nice LED board. Um, there are certain times where I really wish this was a video cast because I talk with my hands a lot. Um, with, with a quaint phrase that's a submission of a Bible verse that has a nice fill in the blank at the end or in the middle or whatever. I'm sorry, but that's not how you live life. You can learn and that can be a teachable moment but that's not how you do life. And I think for a lot of people, that that aspect of things that hasn't been taught. You know, we um, came into this episode ha- partway through a conversation um, about kind of the dimensions of what church grew- church looks like now and all of those kinds of things. There's... Part of why I've come to the conclusion that it would be a very hard ask for my wife and I to come to to go back into the Sunday morning model is the fact that for a lot of places, there's that third dimension that's missing. It's paint by numbers. It's ABC. And for better or for worse, you know, for me. I took I took my lumps. I I I I lived and did and crashed and burned and and through the through the strength of Christ picked myself back up. Mm-hmm. And and that that's where that apple that real world application kicks in. And you know, you don't have to look very far to see conflict and to see issue and to see unrest right now. When and, and the thing that that I keep the 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 square that I can't seem to circle as far as all of this goes is you have all of these people that have been going to church for years and years and years and years, but something something like Psalm forty six ten be still and know that I am God I will be exalted among the nations I will be exalted in the earth that. You're, you might as well, you know, the Lord is my shield and my strength in him. My heart trusts. That's that's like you're speaking a foreign language. And that's not against my brothers and sisters. I, if anything, this area, this time frame that we have been in with all of the conflict. Should I wear a mask? Should we meet? Where, who am I voting for? So on and so forth. God has instilled in me the spirit to look at brothers and sisters and be like, no, guys, we need this. This needs to be the time that we come together. I don't care if you go to a different church. I don't care if you're a different denomination. If we're if we're good, if we're in agreement on the core fundamentals, then we need to band together because things are in a rough place right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I think it's it's a lot of people that have been that have been grossly underserved in in the church for a long time, mm-hmm. and I think it's because and I think it's it's one of those generational sins. I think it's just I think it's carried baggage 
for from years and years and years and you could blame this group or this time frame or whatever but regardless of that we have an opportunity you know i i i self-admittedly have stayed off of social media today because i was on for about 2.5 seconds and i saw enough scum and villainy to to fill my meters i was good <laughs> i needed to go away to the park and just disconnect for hours after the amount of scum and villainy that i saw but we have these we have these microphones in front of us it, it's it's time for us to like even even starting at that you know level one if you if you will you know start by encouraging people not you know with one hand being like god loves you with the other hand vote for so and so no like that be be an encouragement to, to, to people and and work from there you know i'm gonna steal a, a phrase from uh john eldridge i heard him say yesterday on his show if you don't listen to that show after you're done listening to us you should go subscribe to his show because it's a really good podcast mm -hmm. um but the story of god has been is now and always will be the story if you look around you there it's easy to see other stories right it's easy to see the coronavirus story it's easy to see the mask story it's easy to see the political unrest story or the uh racial unrest story or whatever story it is that fear is having this is having a a, a field day um permeating into the church by way of these different things and seriously do not hear me and say that i am slighting any of that because trust and believe me of all people i am on i i am i am fighting the good fight with a lot of these with a lot of these things with the exception of political stuff the, so so i'm not trying to belittle anybody or any point of view but we have a time now for us to look past all, all all of that and and to go to go a bit deeper and say okay in all of this god victory is the story that is the status quo that is your operating place and when you go from that point all of these other things are going to start to fall into place and it's that intimacy that i it is on the tip of my tongue and a prayer in my heart that that becomes the craving of the church right we've all had that craving we've craved for chocolate we've craved for caffeine we've craved for alcohol we've craved for drugs we've craved for something everybody knows what that is where your brain is hyper focused on that thing for the love of god church let that be god let mm -hmm. that centering point be god everything else be damned let that be god well and it's and it's him and his kingdom yes um and and i don't think you can separate the two <laughs> i think people have <laughs> i think i think people have a, a god narrative and then they have a, a political narrative and then they have a um, a vocation narrative and they have multiple stories running at a time at the same time right and they're all kind of equal yeah. Um, you know, I'll live in my God's narrative sometimes, I'll live in my political narrative, I'll live in my job narrative, I'll live in my family narrative. But you're right, and John Eldridge is right. There is one grand narrative. God is the author, he's the star of the show, mm -hmm. he has decided what the subject is. <laughs> yeah. 
And again, I'm reading through the, um, the Gospels again, and I'm reading through in a translation called um, the Kingdom Translation. Seth actually gave it to me a, a couple of Christmases ago, and I just got it out and started reading it. And I'm, it's by uh, N.T. Wright, and it's, it's fascinating <laughs> just reading a little bit different of a translation, how things come alive to you that you, you know, would just, um, you know, glance over in a translation that you're so familiar with. I heard, I, I've been a very, very staunch person against um, specifically the message Bible. Um, it's just one of those, it's a, it's a bridge too far for me 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. But I heard the Lord's Prayer uh, read to me in in the message translation. And like you were saying, with, with just hearing it, you know, when you're just hearing it, it works past a lot of those a lot of those biases that you could that you hold at the front. You know what I mean? You have to go out of your way to read a thing. But if you're mm -hmm. listening to something, it kind of invades your mind space mm -hmm. in a different way. And so just hearing it and then it starts and I'm like, whoa, this is not, this is not heretical. This is 100% on the money. And it's just a different way that it was said. Yeah. And it just lit this wholly different light on the Lord's Prayer that I had never had before. Yeah. And I encourage you and I encourage our listeners to read the book by Eugene Peterson. And, and he's the person who um, uh, who wrote the message translation of scripture. Mm -hmm. And he also wrote another book called Eat This Book. And it, that's a small phrase from, I think, the Old Testament prophet Ezekiel or somebody like that, um, right. the, where he grabbed that, that book title from. But that book, Eat This Book, is the story of why he decided to translate the scriptures and we end up with a translation called The Message. Right. And it's fascinating and I think it'll bring um, a little more respect um, to that translation if you know the story behind it. And one of the reasons why he did it was because, um, you know, there seems to be such a, um, a, a passion for like the, a word for word translation. Right. But what he, what he indicates is that when you have a word for word translation, it kind of sucks the spirit out of it. <laughs> right. And he, 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 he wanted to translate the spirit of the passage. He wanted to translate the emotion of the passage, um, you know, as close as he possibly could to the spirit and emotion that those first hearers would have received it. Right. Um, so anyway, as we get, as I get back to, to the, um, the, the kingdom translation, um, it, 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 it just reminded me that you know okay jesus left this town and he took his boys and he went to this town and he preached the message of the kingdom right and again i i as i that's probably what what spurred my question is that you know okay why don't why don't we talk like this yeah why why don't why don't we hear that why is not that on our lips right um and again, I think a big I think a big part of that is that's that's something that 
you know, I think for a lot of people, myself included, could fall into that category of people that could say the only time that they've heard kingdom of God used like that phrase is is in reference to heaven, the other side mm-hmm. of the veil, the hereafter, etc. Mm-hmm. That that's the only context. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, there's only one place in, in the entirety of my church history that I can say that I've heard kingdom language used and honestly fast forwarding to current day it's part of what has bonded myself and seth together in this new voyage of creating this new seedling and planting this new collection of the saints is there's there is a call and a requirement on us as disciples of jesus as sons and daughters of god and that is to push forward the kingdom of God here and now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. last week we were supposed to we were supposed to uh, meet. Something came up because it's that's just life. That's part of doing it. And I'm not going to go into that. That's not the important part. I'm not patting myself on the back or anything. That's not the point. The point is that that's just life. When you're doing this and you're you know okay, there's this need over here. There's doing this. But that it's not because our list, and that's why I don't go into specifics, because I don't need to, because that's not the point. The the laundry list of good works is not what the good the 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 purpose is. It's living out the kingdom, love God, love others. It's not it's it's not like complicated. It mm-hmm. it's hard, it can be hard, it's it's mm-hmm. a difficult process because human nature says stone them, be done. Kingdom of God says, no, you got to lead with grace. You got to lead with forgiveness. You have to understand that there have been other times in this life, in the cosmic scale, in the here, in the micro scale here, in the, like the, the, the tangible sense, there's so many times where each one of us needs grace and it has been given to us freely by the father. And, and so now we need to do that to other people. Now we need to we need to live that out to other people. And that's not just forgiving somebody who wronged you. That is, okay, I got a couple of extra things in my pantry. Somebody else needs them. That is, I know somebody has a need to uh, 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 ride some, anything. It does, the, it, we have so many opportunities to be able to work that out that that is my you know that is again my 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 prayer for these outlets and these platforms that we have that have become these echo chambers for you know tribalism and just anger and venom that they can be these outlets for the church to be able to like move and be and do if any if ever there was a time that the world was playing our song if they're playing it loud and clear Mm-hmm. And and the the evidence that we are living well in the kingdom and functioning well in the kingdom is when we see other people who have been watching us and learning from us doing the same thing. Right. So yeah. we engage in the kingdom and making disciples means that we're engaging in it with other people to the point where oh my goodness, um, 
so-and-so, did you hear what they did the other day with, right. you know, their, you know, whatever, you know, just, and it's, it's, you know, back to the bowline knot illustration. It's like, okay, great. I taught somebody else to tie a bowline knot, but true discipleship is when they can teach somebody else to, to tie a bowline knot. Right. And when the person that they taught can now teach somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And and you see this ripple effect happening. Um and and you know it, it's yes, there there needs to be some some basic knowledge of of doctrine and theology and some things about you know God and Jesus and the Trinity and the church. There there needs to be some of that basic stuff taught, but if I'm remembering correctly, the writer of Hebrews um, said at one point, um, y'all need to stop going over and over and over and over the elementary truths. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you need to dive into the deep end. Yeah. And he, you know what he called one of the elementary truths? The resurrection. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's an elementary truth. I mean, it's a foundational truth. If we don't have it, we don't have Christianity, right, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but I, I find that fascinating, and yeah. that's why I—that's why you know—I said near the beginning that oh my goodness, to go back into a small group and just rehearse yeah. <laughs> things that we have studied for the last thirty years yeah. and that we know to be true. And yet we haven't fleshed it out. We right. haven't flushed it out in real life. I I'm not for that. I, I'm 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 done. I'm, I'm really done with that. Yeah. I would rather get together and say, how are we going to work this out? Right. Yeah. And that's that's when you start to um, that's when you start to take on more characteristic of biblical standard rather than man-made standard. You know, I commonly say, you know, looking like the book of Acts more than the American church, but uh, the, the truth is, is that it's not, it's not just America that's like mm -hmm. that. That there are, tr there are versions of this all across the world where, mm -hmm. where that intimacy and that foundation, that foundational relationship isn't, isn't put to the same to the level that it needs to be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and you know what i i you know i sometimes i tend to use you know generalized language and and i don't mean to lump every american church into the same category um i i hope and i pray that there are churches in this country that are doing what what the kingdom asks of us right um but i know for sure that there are a lot who aren't <laughs> yeah um and you know it, it's it's either it's either reformation or creation <laughs> yeah. so um there are there are some people that are good at reforming what exists and there are some people that are good at creating something that um doesn't you know have the work of trying to reform something that already exists 
And you know, what you're talking about is basically a creation um, yeah. of something that, you know, you, you don't have anything to push against at this point. Um, you don't have a structure, you don't have a, a, um, a history or a tradition. Right. You're just, you're just, you know, looking with honest eyes at scripture and acts and the gospels and saying how, you know, if, if this was happening in the United States of America in the year 2020, how would the book of Acts be written? Right. <laughs> you know, what, what, what would it look like if, 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 if we were living their life, but, but now and in this country? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something to absolutely um, dive into and struggle with and, and yeah. find what, what works. You know, we've, we've said for many years back and forth that the, that churches have a tendency to hang out at that 101, 201 level of doctrine and discourse. When the things that Jesus was talking about, you know, a lot of people, if they come out of a man's mouth today, you know, people, you experience this, people are like, oh, he's talking like 301, 401 sort of level stuff. When Jesus was like, okay, here's the foundation. Here's the fundamentals. There's just the basics. And it was this, it was that 301, 401 level stuff. And, you know, to, to, to round it out, we live in a, we live in an odd time right now. I don't want to say it's, it's, unique because i'm sure past generations had their own uncertain times but there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now and there's been a lot of responses to it um fear is a big one you know not to discredit any of the issues that are going on in the world but each one of them has opened the door for fear in their own in their own way within the church um you know there's tribalism there's discourse but the truth is guys is we we have you know the world still turns regardless of if your side won or lost regardless of if your point of view is the dominant voice the world still turns and so i want to leave it off with in the in all of this uncertainty and at the foundation of what we talk about it sounds a lot like we're like we're harping on the american church or we're harping on sunday morning or we're harping on institutional christianity or whatever the truth is is that it's not that we're harping on those things it's that we're har that we're focusing on Jesus. We have the privilege of being able to say that no king or leader on this earth will ever compare to Jesus. Our king is above all. Um, and honestly, the, the kingdom of America, the kingdom of your world, whatever your world is, if you're listening and you're not in America, if you're listening and you are in America and you're swept up in the political jargon or you've got your own um, things going on that your own world that is the kingdom that surrounds you, it does not compare ever to the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So, so give Jesus your attention, keep focused on him, he will keep in perfect peace. Mm -hmm. He was steadfast on the Lord, keep mm -hmm. focused on his tenants, what he asks of you in the day to day, loving him, loving others, trust in him, regardless of the state of things. 
regardless of whether or not you feel like you've had a victory during this time, whether or not you're upset about the election or if you're upset about, um, you know, ma having to wear a mask or whatever the case may be, that first and foremost above anything else is Jesus. And the one, the one um, phrase from um, Revelation eleven fifteen that's been running through my head today, <laughs> and I believe it was the Spirit who put it there, was um, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. Yes. And we sing it at Christmas time, the Hallelujah chorus, and He shall reign forever and ever. And you know what? It's, it's, it's really not about the United States. It's not about the UK. It's not about any place on this earth that has a physical kingdom or nation attached to it. One day, um, the kingdom of God is going to swallow them all up. <laughs> you know, those kingdoms are going to become the kingdoms of, of, of Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, it th that's just that's just amazing to me he yeah. he will um he will devour them in a good way right. <laughs> you know they will they will become subservient to to the kingdom king above all kings and the lord above all lords and the kingdom above every other kingdom and so yeah we're gonna live on this earth during some um some times of tension right. um where we're not necessarily all that proud of the kingdom we're living in you know the, the nation we're living in and the 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 chaos and the 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 foolery that goes on um but that's uh, my hope is in revelation eleven fifteen. yeah <laughs> someday the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our christ i want to cap off this week's episode by reciting the version of the lord's prayer that i had mentioned earlier our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes.